Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. The first preseason game is in the books. Time to overreact. It's the 414 Sports Podcast, presented by Sewer Ninjas. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in. This is the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in. As always, joining us, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on, putting this together immediately following the first preseason game for our beloved Green Bay Packers, a 36-19 win on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. And one of the things that maybe doesn't make for a great podcast or for radio or whatever the case may be is you don't want to get too high and you don't want to get too low. So there were things within tonight's game that you could start to begin to get excited about. And then there were some things that took place where once again, you have question marks, things that at least I guess from a coaching standpoint that they'll look at the tape and they'll have a ton to teach from. But with all of that mixed together, at least the Packers go on the road, come away with a win, and looked solid in this first preseason game. I think if you watch the telecast or even if you were listening to Wayne Larravee on 97.3, the game here locally as they were making their way through the four quarters of play, the one thing that kept arising was the talk of team speed. And nothing more evident with regards to team speed tonight than Emmanuel Lewis, the rookie, the 5'11", 226-pound rookie out of Fort Valley State University, made a case for him to be on an NFL roster once the final cuts and final rosters, and we get into week one, however you want to phrase it, he made a case. Now, I don't know how it would work into the plans of the Green Bay Packers, but if this young man continues to do what he did tonight against Cincinnati, you have to find a way to keep him on the roster. You have to find a way to utilize his speed because it was absolutely magnificent we're going to start there the running back only carried the ball six times but he carried it six times for 111 yards a little over 18 and a half per carry his longest run 
was 80 yards. He gets two touchdowns, but it was his speed. That 80-yard touchdown coming off the right side, sliding out beyond the numbers. The safety, I guess, in you could say took the wrong angle because of his speed. That safety takes a different angle. He may have the opportunity to force Emmanuel Wilson out of bounds, still with a significant pickup, but still then, from a defensive standpoint, the ability to, again, push him outside the boundary and not necessarily give up that 80-yard touchdown. But because of the angle that he took, Emmanuel Lewis bounces it outside, and the rest was history. It was fun to see. It's fun to watch this team fly around. The Packers also tonight at quarterback started the future, and that's Jordan Love. Jordan goes 7 of 10 for 46 yards. He's got a touchdown. Comes out of it with a QB rating of 112.9. Now, Jordan's first series, a little amped up. A little amped up. Missed a couple of throws there where I think once he began to settle down as he got into that second series, I'm not sure he misses those throws if those exact plays were being run again within that second series. But he looked good. He looked like he was in command, and I guess that's what I want to see from Jordan Love in this preseason is a QB who looks like he's in command, someone who's got control of the huddle and got the eyes and the respect of those around him. And Jordan Love looked like he had that. Now, a couple of those throws looked like they could have used a little more air, uh, could have led his receivers just a smidge more. But there was a connection there. And so for all the times that we heard Aaron Rodgers talk about, I don't need to throw to these guys before mini camp or before training camp or do something extra outside of the realm of what is camp moving into the season. You see the difference already in the first preseason game with Jordan Love. There is a bond. There is a connection because the only reps that those receivers were getting when Aaron was off on whatever retreat he was doing was with Jordan Love. And you see how those guys interact with one another, the bond that they have, and it's showing early on here. Again, we're not going to lose our minds. It's only one preseason game, but there's something going on there with that particular receiving core. One of the other more impressive uh, showings this evening was Sean Clifford. The backup quarterback goes 20 of 26 for 208 yards. He has a TD, but he does throw two interceptions. He finishes with an 80.3 QB rating. Now, there were a couple of things that I took from Sean Clifford. First of all, the one interception that became a pick six, I don't think you're going to see Sean Clifford make that same throw again, and it's a throw that many rookie quarterbacks make mistakenly. Because he's the kind of kid coming out of Penn State that could throw probably off his back foot and playing a team like Rutgers, playing a team like Iowa, playing a team like Northwestern could still complete that throw. But now you've taken your game to the pro level and those throws off your back foot, unless you got a Brett Favre-like arm or an Aaron Rodgers-like arm, you're not going to be able to make that. And so Sean Clifford learned the hard way, and he gave up the pick six. But what I loved about Sean Clifford was there was no, shall we say, gun shyness after throwing the pick six. He went out there. He made plays. 
He looked like he was in control. And coming into the season and still moving forward into this season, the backup quarterback position is one that I have question marks all over the place because we know Jordan Love will be the starting QB once week one is drawn upon us. Who then is number two? Sean Clifford right now is the number two quarterback, but he's a rookie as well. I was wondering if Brian Gutekinds and company is going to go out there and look for a veteran backup just in case. But if Sean Clifford keeps progressing the way he did, again, we're, we're slowing the roll a little bit. We don't want to get overexcited about what we saw. But if Sean Clifford continues to progress and play the way he did tonight against Cincinnati, you might not need that veteran quarterback whatsoever. Another pleasant, it's not a surprise, but one thing that, again, stood out offensively is Jaden Reed. We've been hearing a lot about Jaden Reed in that slot position, taking over that position that Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson and others made absolutely famous within the West Coast style of offense that's being run up there in Green Bay. Jaden Reed tonight, two catches, 20 yards, obviously a 10-yard per catch average. The long was 15. He only had two targets, but those two targets, he looked spectacular. And again, if you read and, and listen to the things that are coming out of training camp, he has been one of those surprises, and it was nice to see him get a couple of targets, him make good on those targets, and play the way he did. Now, we move to the other side of the ball, and defensively. And it's one of those things, again, that we don't want to lose our minds about. But Lucas Van Ness, I, I just did not have a good game. If there's ever anyone who has downed a Packer uniform and looked absolutely like a football player, it's Lucas Van Ness. I mean, he's just built like a prototypical defensive end. But he made some mistakes this evening that were head scratchers. Now, again, it's the first preseason game. He's got a ton to learn. Again, this is a kid coming out of Iowa. The types of mistakes that he made, I'll, I'll reference like I did uh, earlier when we were talking about the QB play and we were talking about Sean Clifford. Lucas Van Es could make those mistakes against Northwestern and Iowa and Rutgers and get away with it even though you're playing the second and third string within the Cincinnati organization, these are NFL players. Don't be mistaken that a guy who's the third string on an NFL team is anything but really, really, really good. And I think Lucas Van Ness found that out this evening. I think sometimes the angles that he was taking going after either the running back or the quarterback. Again, angles he could take in college and would still be effective in doing whatever the assignment was. Not so much once you get to the NFL. So I'm looking for a huge step for Lucas Van Ness as the Packers next week will take on the New England Patriots. Now the Patriots will roll into town I think it's Tuesday and Wednesday for joint practice. It's either Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, however it works out. And then next week, Saturday at 7, up at Lambeau, it'll be New England and Green Bay going toe-to-toe once again. The other thing that you just scratch your head about 
with this Green Bay Packer team as of late is special teams. Extra points. Now, I, I get you've got a lot of young guys that they'll throw in on kick return or kickoff coverage and just trying to see what they can do. And some of those guys, that's how they're going to make this team. They may be a third-string player, but they're going to make their mark by doing something special, no pun intended, on special teams. And that's how they're going to find their way onto that Packer roster. But tonight, with, again, the missed extra points, the blunders, you just the, – the, the cloud, the cloud that used to follow Linus all around Charlie Brown seems to follow this special teams unit over the last couple of years, regardless of who the coordinator is. So as the team moves through camp and we get closer to week one, we're going to have to see something a little bit more, especially in the kicking game, than what we saw this evening against Cincinnati. Now, these are all things that can be rectified. These are all things that can be fixed before we get into week one. What you don't want to see is those types of um, mistakes rearing their ugly head once again once we get into the regular season. And I'm going to be interested. We're not going to see much of this as the preseason goes because, again, you're going to get those second and third stringers that are out there trying to make a name for themselves and make the team. But I'm going to be really focused in this year on that defense once again. Last year, that defense, they were undisciplined. Yes, they were young, but they were very undisciplined. What do they do this year to make a change? How do they change the perception, in my mind, that they're out there not going to do some of the silliness that they did last year that cost them 15-yard penalties and put teams in position to score, and you get ugly losses like we did against Detroit at the very end of the season. It's going to be interesting. It's fun. Football's back. It's, it's, it's time for us to get ready to hunker down on a Sunday and spend the entire Sunday watching two, three, four games. And if you got the red package – Boy, your head will be spinning as they keep, you know, flying around into uh, the different the different games to show where things are in the red zone. But it's good to have football back. It's good to try not to overreact, especially into what was seen tonight, both good and bad, both good and bad. Let's not make um, the mistake of crowning some guys uh, as MVP before the season even starts and before we find ourselves heading into week one with uh, with the season at hand, let, let's just not overreact. It's fun to talk about some things. It's fun to see guys that have made uh, a little bit of a name of themselves or for themselves, excuse me, like uh, Emmanuel Wilson did this evening with what he did. But I just... I think back um, to last year. If you remember last year, the New York Jets played the Green Bay Packers in the first preseason game. Zach Wilson, the first-round pick, the face of what the Jets thought, thought, excuse me, the face of the franchise – 
looked really good in that first preseason game. And I remember the likes of Mike Greenberg on Get Up the following day on ESPN, just giddy. They found their quarterback. Somebody get the Hall of Fame jacket ready to go. And a year later, the first-round pick is the backup behind Aaron Rodgers, trying to relearn some things because the first year didn't go so well. But after that first preseason game, you had a ton of people that were ready to anoint him the next Joe Namath in New York. So let's enjoy the fact that the Packers win 36-19, to but let's keep things in perspective. The good was good, but it wasn't necessarily great. The bad was bad, but it doesn't necessarily slide into something that's terrible and unfixable. So with that, we're going to wrap things up as we spend tonight overreacting, I guess, a little bit to the first Packer preseason game. Thanks again for joining us. Our thanks, as always, to Sewer Ninjas for being our presenting sponsor. I'm Don Wachillis. Have yourself a great weekend. (laughs) 